How's about we write some more stories? How's about we tell some more tales? Gather round the fire, maybe read for just a while, and we'll listen to the stories unveiled. Oh, we'll see if we succeeded writing stories no one needed from suggestions that you shared. Hello, and welcome back to the campfire. According to that banger of an intro song, this is, of course, the S'more Stories podcast. And my name is, of course, Colby McHugh. I am your host, your guide, if you will, along the probably never-ending journey to figure out what makes a story great. Now, a big part of what makes S'more Stories such a fun challenge is the sheer spontaneity of it all. I never know what I'm going to write about beforehand, and that lack of planning each time helps every episode and every story feel fresh and new and exciting, hopefully. And sometimes, if I'm lucky, (laughs) lightning strikes and that spontaneity leaks out into the real world, leading to unexpected experiences that that you can never really plan for. This episode's guest is the ultimate example of that idea. Someone who happened to make conversation with a random dude reading a comic book outside a coffee shop and is now on a podcast talking about it. (laughs) I'm truly so excited to talk about this interaction specifically and more with our guest, someone who is an artist in many different ways, a songwriter, musician, actor, and plenty more I'm sure to learn about. So please welcome to the S'more Stories Campfire, Bishop Harry. I'm just going to do the whole podcast. That is not an alien <laughs> listener. Don't worry. Definitely that is. is a human being doing a very impressive alien impression. What's the CIA hiding? It's probably me. I don't know. <laughs> You're the big secret. Yeah, you've really talked me up. <laughs> Hello. Hey. How's it going, man? Wild. Very unexpected. Uh, it's You started a crazy month. You got me on this. Uh, I wrote this the next day yeah it's just sat there so i haven't touched it hell yeah um and uh i just booked my third movie i I thought i had my third movie this time last year Uh i had a whole script the guy was like all right yeah i had been in his previous movie and that's just a world of empty promises sure which you know i get it like you know Mm -hmm. if if someone wants to randomly move to maryland it's okay it's okay people make life decisions yeah now i'm a, a super villain pretty much not Hell now, yeah. more like a James Bond villain. Better. Yeah. Better. Yeah. Well, that's that is very exciting. Congratulations, Thank first you. of all, Appreciate on you. booking I'm your third just, movie. This is just as exciting. This is pretty cool. This is the bigger deal. I'm just I know. I well <laughs> <laughs> this is no seriously though. That, that is I love uh, uh when a month like that kind of comes together where it's just a bunch of fun stuff that is unexpected. Dude, why is it on this month? They couldn't put it in any other month. Sometimes it all just kind of happens yeah. at, at the same time and then Every once in a while, you have a month where it's just the opposite and everything fucking sucks. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for the one where it falls apart. Uh, Hopefully, I get new shoes or something. Yeah. Hopefully, there is a a redeeming factor uh, with that. But either way, I'm happy for you. Happy you're here. Appreciate you, Because this is a very fun interaction. And I think to start, we do have to talk about how we met. Okay. Because it is, from my perspective, as somebody who is a hard introvert, Mm. not somebody who is good at talking, I say that as... I have a podcast where I talk. I understand that (laughs) in the real world. I am like very much uh, not great at approaching people. And so let's, let's paint a picture for the, for the listeners, for the audience. Yeah. I was actually born the day Bob Ross died. We got this. Oh my God. July 4th. Is that a real, that's real. That's real. 
You heard it here first. <laughs> we've got we've got Bob Ross connections on this podcast. All right, so now we're going to pull out the easel and paint a picture for you. All right, Colby, you taking it? Yes. So uh, I'm sitting outside a coffee shop here in Atlanta, uh, in Toco Hills to be exact, called Spiller Park. Let's give him a shout out. I love Spiller Park. I, I had Dunkin' Donuts, but Jackie, <laughs> my partner, she wanted that, and that's where we're going to know. Jackie but, has good taste. I, I had a friend who worked there, and so that's why I was there that day. I was going to well grab a, a a drink and sit outside and read a little bit. Nice. Uh, and you, you did. I did, yes. <laughs> I was sitting, reading my comic. And uh, I was like, this guy is way too peaceful. <laughs> and, and suddenly... Out the corner of my eye, I hear the sun just disappears. <laughs> it goes, it goes pitch black. <laughs> I hear you read comics, and I look up, and, I'm, and I expect to know you. I expect it's like somebody who's like who would come talk to me. And it's Atlanta's a small world, you know. Oh, it, it is. My first job in Atlanta, I was replacing my first friend I made in the town, and I didn't even know it. There you go. So st- uh, truly, stuff like that happens all the time, yep. which is why I immediately assumed it was like, oh, this is some somebody I know. I turned see you, don't recognize you, and then realize that you're asking me about my comic that I'm reading. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I do love talking about comics. So I'm in. I'm in. And then you sit down across from me and we just kind of talk. Well, the the first thing, the first uh, water I have to test is if you read superhero comics or image comics. Fair. And, you know, I, I vibe with other indie comics. They're really not that indie anymore. But, <laughs> man, the first time I saw an image comic, I was like, oh, this is, this is a little different. Yes. Yes. Once, especially, I, I can see that perspective as somebody who grew up reading nothing but superhero comics mm. and, and loving them as a kid. But then I remember being, like, as an adult, finding an image comic for the first time or, like, something that wasn't Marvel or DC and being like, wait, you can just do that. <laughs> yeah. Like you can just make a story about whatever you want in a comic. And like, that was so such an exciting feeling. And so, yeah, I totally understand that, that idea of like when I meet somebody who's like, yeah, I like comics. Mm. I do want to find out what that means. Yeah. I mean, back in like my comic days, I couldn't, I'm not in my comic days now. I don't lack a love for comics, but it's a, uh, you got to have expendable funds for comics. Yes. So when I was worse with my money, I participated in comics. And luckily I did because I wouldn't know about Deadly Classic. Sure. I, it's perfectly edgy. I'm not that depressed anymore. Sometimes I am. But gosh, it just, it just really kind of gets to the G spot of your depression. <laughs> yes, truly. You're right. Deadly Class is uh, one of those good, good comics, great comics, especially with the art. I love the art so much. But the story does hit kind of that like edgy vibe without crossing a line my acting coach is all about one of them is all about cliches Mm. and you know um like the for example the word kick some ass or phrase rather um there's a lot in there you you don't even have to put anything into it because there's so much like cultural knowledge packed in and i roll my eyes at cliches but i got to be honest deadly class is so cliche it's it's you want to like pull out your eyes or something but it does it so well Mm -hmm. it's just like oh okay that's pretty good it relies on on tropes in a good way yeah and also kind of makes it fresh and fun and i don't know how or why because there's nothing new about it and yet like an assassin high school, really? I truly think a big part of it is. I mean, I like I like the writer Rick mm. Reminder. He's he's written a lot of good stuff uh, throughout his career. But I think Wes Craig, uh, the artist, mm-hmm. truly yes. like makes it yeah. elevated above just a basic. I mean, it was comic. one glance. I was like, yeah. I got to read this. Yeah, yeah. So so you're right. Let's uh, like when you meet somebody who does have that kind of connection to like a specific type of comic that you already enjoy. Mm. 
that's testing the waters for you? Yeah, this is pretty <laughs> rare. I mean, I, you know, I don't have to have, I, I, I approach people left and right. I sure. mean, even sometimes my partner's going, like, come on, <laughs> but I want to talk, you know, while I'm in this body, why not? Yeah. Let's just be human. Let's I get it. that. You did. You, I remember you mentioned, uh, in that in that immediate interaction, because because on the cover of that comic was a D twenty, oh, yes, and you okay, mentioned that, it was a double. Uh, yeah, it, so it was a little yeah, bit of both. Because I remember you mentioned that you and, and Jackie had maybe recently started playing D anD. Oh, I've played it for some. Okay, you time, you have some experience with it. I, I, mine has largely been unstructured one offs that are a lot more improv y and about character dynamic. Mm. Um, some combat involved, but. The session we're in right now is the most like grounded session I've had. Cool. How's how is that going for you? I, I at the risk of this whole podcast turning into a D and D related podcast okay. because I've had a few guests recently that are like DMs and just mm. super into it, and I truly love talking about it. But I am curious, kind of how your current campaign of like a more grounded um, world is going. You know, I'm gonna use the. I'm just abusing the word grounded there, but I mean, I'm like a freaky bud bug guy cool. who wants to just be morally gray. Sure. Um, and I find my party members often are trying to hold me back. Like there was a zombie and I had to whisper to the DM like, bro, I really want to get bit. Like, can, can you just like salvage my mind and let me be decaying bug guy? I mean, what better place to hold your bugs if you're, you're already, you know? Uh, yeah. Um, but the, uh, one of the members in the party, he held me back, and it was funny. That day, we had two forced cures. Okay. Um. Here's a, a name drop. Darius Flynn got addicted to death sticks. Let's just pretend we know who Darius Flynn okay, is. Okay, yeah, great. Whoa. Darius. Um, and uh, one of our rock people grabbed him and forcibly did cure wounds, even though he's like, no, I need more death sticks. Um, and so I, I ended up in the same predicament. I wanted to be undead. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Hey, uh, it's a choice. It'd probably help us against some scourges. I'd be like, guys, this is not your buffet. These, these are, I'm saving this meal. I don't know. I mean, I, it, that already sounds like a, a typical D and D campaign of just immediately going off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> which yeah. is, which is half of the fun yeah, of playing. It, it's, it's better than a Bethesda game. I mean, I wish D, it could have like some physical glitches or something sure. I could gawk at, but no, I mean, it's, it's a good campaign. My friend Clark, who owns Sailor Face Films, um, he's running it. He's a great storyteller. Cool. Um, and yeah, it's just, he, he does the work. He prepares. You know, it's just, I'd say the difference is if the people are preparing or not. Yeah, that's a, it's a big part of it. It's like coming in with a, a good mindset, like open to have fun and, mm. and improv a little bit. But also, yeah, there is a, a, a certain level of, of preparation that helps. Oh, but then he got into the minis. That's where... It, I was like, no, no, you're taking the imagination. But, you know, I liked painting my mini, but he, he really got into painting the minis. And I, I, even though I didn't want to do that at first, once we had gotten there, I was like, ah, oh, this is a lot better for combat. It helps. Yeah, it helps. It helps. There is, there is a certain level of like fun that comes from just everybody having a shared imagination together. Yeah. But just from like a mechanics standpoint, it helps. Yeah. For sure. Um. So it's, I, I love that we've already touched on kind of your your acting stuff, which mm. is really interesting. Your interest in role playing and like D and D type stuff. But would you say your kind of main artistic output comes from music? No, 
No. No, it's, it's, well, all right. Main, if it's quantity, sure. Okay. But what I know I'm meant to do is acting. I might not be the best actor in the world. And I know that industry does not want my, uh, my phenotype right now. Sure. But, um, it's, 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 I've put 10 years into that. Um, cool. And I only made a thousand songs because I had nothing to do in between auditions. (laughs) I, I, I think that's such a cool thing to hear because you are supplementing your, like, you, you know, you want to act. You can't do it alone. That's exactly. the problem. Yes. Yeah. You can't I, mean, just... I could. I, I could go to Walmart right now. Uh, the cool art project. My sister, she mostly helps people with their art, mm-hmm. um, but she's just, for her, it's pretty good. She just doesn't want to admit it. Sure. One well, of my favorite freaky things she did was she made a cocoon out of trash bags and plastic bags and hatched right in front of a grocery store in the middle of nowhere, North Carolina. It's like a performance art? Thing? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. The same year she uh, got into taxidermy, gave me a little mouse. I lost mouse me. But um, she also made a box of fetuses out, <laughs> out of pantyhose and sawdust. Whoa. Is, yeah. Super cool. <laughs> Is she, is it your older, older sister? Older sister. Yeah. I'm uh, now one of, one of six. One of six. Uh, about said five. I'm just, it's so new in That's the past seven years yeah. or so, you know, growing up with an older sister, but now I got stepsisters mm-hmm. and half siblings. So. Sure. Yeah. It's, uh, do you and your, your artist sister, are you guys pretty close? Very. Uh, it sounds it, like you guys have similar, uh, vibes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's weird and I like to be weird and it's fun and you know, it's not like, here, look at me weird. It's just like, you like, know, let me be weird alone and well, don't judge me for it. Well, I can take the judgment. Uh, sure. she, I don't know how she handles the judgment. I don't know if that's why she helps others more than pushes her. I think it's cause she's a bit more selfless than I am. Fair. Um, but uh, I already forget where we are and what we're doing right now. <laughs> Sometimes uh, a little conjunction in my brain, you know, it's like Krog Tunnel. Oh, God. And I almost hit that turn. I was like, no, 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 no. We got to go down the street quick, quick. You know better. Yeah. I would have been, my phone would have been dead and I would have not made it here. Yes, that would have been bad. I'm glad you made it here safely the with desktop. with a phone that was not totally dead. Only. Um, I am curious, where did kind of your your interest in acting come from? Like, were you- her? Oh, dude, just, I, just I, I'm not trying to like, you know, give her a shout out, but yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, I, I mean, I knew I loved to play pretend and it was crazy that anyone ever got paid to do that. I mean, yeah. that's some heinous bullshit, totally. honestly. But um, growing up, I went to a K through 12 school and uh, my dad was like a workaholic and my mom was an alcoholic. Is mm-hmm. um, And so... I'd end up waiting for her because you're not going to get me, then go get her. So I'd watch her practice. And then, you know, um, in middle school, I had this lacrosse coach who had just gotten back from Afghanistan and he had not dealt with his PTSD. Sure. You know, I I, shout out to him. Like he was a a cool guy. Um, But uh, when it came to coaching, you know, he's, he's a military guy that was bald. So when he'd get this, it'd just be, this vein popping out anime style mm. right on the corner and yep. he, but he, he just couldn't handle it and i've had problems with my anger i'm not here to judge him sure. but it scared the shit out of me it was hot out there and i knew there was a room at school with all the pretty girls having fun i was like well this is some bullshit <laughs> um but so i left that school yeah. and i went to the boarding school where my dad went and I actually i'm not gonna say on the podcast okay Stuff happened to him there. Sure. And I didn't know until I left. Gotcha. Um, left, I got kicked out. There you go. Um, so I came back um, and went back to the K through 12 school. And um, 
the drama teacher was new, but he knew that my sister was good and they didn't have any guys. I, I started in a class of like 15 kids mm. as a little tiny tyke sure. and then graduated in a class of like 60 something, not a big school. I went to a small school as well. Gotcha. I relate. Yeah. I mean, I, I thrive in small environments, probably why I'm not afraid of people. Fair. Honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he pulled me aside. I was like, hey, I mean, your sister was really good. Like, do you want to give this a try? And yeah, shout out to them. Well, it, it wasn't a him at first. It was this girl, Caitlin Longstreet, and she was awesome. The problem was, like, I, I don't know. She just left the school and then he got there. Mm. Um, but I, th she, I think she's the reason I got into SCAD because I, I got accepted, but my grades were so bad. I don't know if you're familiar with North Carolina colleges. I got denied by e ECU. That's mm. like ECU. Oh. Um, and I completely forgot that I got accepted to SCAD because I uh, auditioned early and I mean, they just want your money. I worked at SCAD for three years oh, recently. Oh, nice. I dropped out. Um, they, I understand. Because you can use their stuff without going to their school. Like just find the people making the films on the internet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, people are making stuff all the time. Yep. So yeah, as an actor, yep. it's Why? great to have those their, their acting classes aren't even great. Like I, I did like my stage combat guy, but it's like I already had an agent and sought out a coach years before, and it was just like kind of an eye roll. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I will never, I will never judge anybody for for not being into art school. It's such a specific world. Yeah. That some I, people thrive in. I, I for love sure. art school, but God, my design teacher, she was a. You know, in yeah. my experience, and I only worked in admissions, and we don't have to talk about art school much longer. But, <laughs> but I truly art loved, school is crazy though. <laughs> I loved the the students. Like I was one of yeah. them. Like people yeah. assu people assumed that I was a student too, and I took that as a compliment because I was like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a weirdo. I'm a nerd. I can talk about anime, yeah. like whatever. Yeah. And 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 I don't work there anymore. I'm in a better job now. Yeah. But I do kind of miss that like daily interaction of just like talking to my nerds. You know, it's why what it's like to be in a bubble. You know, yeah. there's all types of bubbles we're all in and you don't realize you're in it till it pops but like that's a that's a pretty decent bubble to be in yeah i think so and um i think i think maybe now is a good time to talk about the topic yeah please. For, the, for the story so the topic that you chose is puppies playing piano thank you big shout out to rebecca statina sawyer for submitting that um, one of my coworkers from scad oh actually all right it's full circle <laughs> yeah thank you rebecca uh, it's a great one so I'm so curious, kind of what what drew you to that over over all of the other weird ones in there in the, in the topics list. I mean, I I really couldn't say. I can hardly remember the moment. Um, Fair. Too honestly, I probably just was so excited. I was like, ah, I didn't need any of these. Yeah. Um, but then I saw it, and it was like a, a happy one. So I wanted to do something sad with it. Fair. Ooh, yeah. a tease. Yeah, because I mean, a puppy playing piano that that shit made me smile. I was like, that's. Who the hell put that prompt on? That's, that's a fun wild. one. Yeah. I think that that's what I love about the topics list is there's like such a weird mixture of like something that's just one word mm -hmm. and then like a sentence that feels devastating to read <laughs> and then something like puppies playing piano. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just like I, I'm excited for almost all of them to get picked at some point eventually. Mm -hmm. And obviously we'll get more submissions down the road too. But um, it's just such a fun idea knowing that I, like who knows what I'm going to write about next, you know? <laughs> I mean, I also, uh, just from a basis, had great imagery. It was easy to sure. conceive of. And I was like, okay, how can I make this in a way they won't expect it? Ooh, I love a good unexpected story. So I think, let's figure out who who's going to read first. Rock, paper, scissors. Let's do rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. Uh, I got a different version. All right. We can either play with our eyes or we can play backwards. Which would you like? Uh, I need you to explain both <laughs> only i can't give away my trade secrets you choose one then i'll explain uh, the other one will be a mystery uh this is an audio podcast so neither will matter uh <laughs> uh backwards okay backwards so it's just a rule backwards so to win you gotta lose 
rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Mm-hmm. So I win. Yeah, yeah, you got by it. By losing. One out of one. Yes, I'm, All right. Let's get it. Uh, just, just for the listeners, uh, I threw scissors mm-hmm. and Bishop threw rock. Mm-hmm. And due to his rules, I win. Mm-hmm. I like that. Next time, uh, I'll ask you what the eyes one is because <laughs> I don't All have right. any idea. That's crazy. <laughs> God, I picked the wrong one. Double Shit. blink paper, uh, uh, left hand scissors, right hand rock. Okay. But it's funny if you both do paper, you'll know <laughs> you it when know. no one knows what's going on. <laughs> okay, this is a good one. I, I'm mad that I won already, but we cannot get off course. All right. We are on track. Okay. I will read first. Cool. We'll discuss a little bit, um, and then you can read, and then we'll discuss a little bit. I did, I made myself come up with a, a title for this one, because normally I'm like, I forget. And then I'll, I'll try to like come up with one afterwards and it's never good. Ooh. I don't think this one is good necessarily, but I did come up with it early. So I, I, I feel good about it. Um, and it is, this, this story is called All Barker, No Bite. And I'll take it away. <laughs> come one, come all. See all the wonders the world has to offer from every corner of the globe, right here in your beautiful town, which is called what again? The gathering of people on the sidewalk, too small to be called a crowd, simply stared at the portly man in a striped suit and hat to match. He held a blowhorn in his hands, but didn't use it since there wasn't too much of a fuss yet. Morchester, said a young boy near the front. Right, right, of course, said the barker to the boy, but projecting to everyone. The stunning, one-of-a-kind Rochester. My name is Mac Bunyan, and I have brought the world to you. For such a small ticket price, nearly nothing, really. You can see freaks of all kinds. Like what? The same boy asked, eager. Oh, the world's strongest man, one of our biggest attractions, quite literally. The tattooed woman, covered in ink from head to toe. We even have ourselves a fire breather, essentially a dragon. Murmurs among the crowd, save for the kid, who seemed jazzed. Bunyan continued. But what I'll show you gorgeous people, completely free of charge, is one of my favorites. I feel confident you'll be chomping at the bit to get in once you see what I have in store. Bunyan pulled back the curtain he was standing in front of to reveal a piano, with three dachshunds (laughs) sitting deathly still on the bench in front. One of them appeared to be shaking, trying to remain still for so long. Go on, boys! Bunyan yelled, causing all three to flinch. Play us a song. After the dogs gave a nervous look at the man, he raised his hand in a way that could only be described as threatening, sending the dogs moving instantly. Within seconds, the three were sitting atop the keys playing, or rather stepping clumsily, in a sort of pattern that could maybe be described as a melody. A song it certainly wasn't. But the sidewalk lost their minds in disbelief and awe, which brought even more attention from others. A crowd. A line began to form at the main entrance where Bunyan stood as the dachshunds continued their terrifying playing, yelping occasionally. Welcome, welcome, a nickel, that's all it costs to see the world. Truly, you're robbing me. Dave, the first attraction on the route, rolled his eyes as he listened to Bunyan spew his usual bullshit from the tent next door. He hated hearing it, day after day, city after city. Those poor dogs, too. Most of all, Dave hated that it worked. The rubes ate it up every time. He waited in his tent for the first visitor, the young boy from earlier, who wandered inside. What are you? the kid asked. Dave held his hand up. 
extra finger. Exciting, right? That's it? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, uh, bye, said the boy, walking down to the other attractions. Dave was used to that. That's why Bunyan dumped him at the front to get him out of the way early. Well, Dave decided right then and there he wasn't going to take it anymore. In his own head, he quit. Sure, he might not have been the most exciting freak around, but he also knew that he could get by in the real world, the non-carny world, unlike Donna or Mick or any number of the other freaks down the line. As more visitors began to enter the exhibit, Dave decided he'd join the rubes, saying goodbye to his friends on his way out. That felt right. Up first, Mick, the world's strongest man, a true monster of a human being, too huge for any regular old job. Poor guy barely held it together when Dave told him the news. Oh, we're going to miss you, pal, Mick said with tears welling up. For all his bulging muscles, Mick was a big softy at heart. You're going to do great things out there. Don't forget about us. He gave Dave a near bone-crunching hug in front of a bunch of confused visitors who all just assumed it was part of the act. Dave dreaded the next goodbye. Donna. She sat on her typical stool in her tent, almost completely naked. After all, how else could she be the tattooed woman? Sure, Dave knew that the art on her legs was drawn on every day, but the rubes didn't. She took Dave's announcement poorly. Punched him in the face. Hard. You still owe me $20, you know that, right? Yes, yes, I know, Dave said, rubbing his cheek and tasting blood. I was going to mail it when I get a new job, and... Tell you what, Donna said, drawing closer. Fuck over Bunyan on your way out. We'll call it square. Also, that punch felt good. Bet it did, he said, exiting the tent. Long time coming. See you around, Donna. Don't come back here, Dave, she said with a sly smile. You were never one of us. Too normie. Dave continued walking and wondered if that was an insult or not. The next few went fast. Esmeralda, the fortune teller, told Dave she saw theft in his future with no further details, vague as always. The sword swallower, Kristoff, couldn't speak with a rapier down his esophagus, but gave Dave a firm handshake with eye contact. Powerful stuff. As Dave drew closer to the exit, he couldn't help but ponder as Esme's prophecy knocked around in his head. Suddenly, inspiration struck. If theft was to be in his future, Dave figured he should welcome it with open arms, right? No use in fighting predestination. He took off in a sprint to the front, where Bunyan was still doing his barking. Faint piano sounds grew louder as Dave quietly lifted the tent flap, where Bunyan's prized dachshunds nervously continued their attempt at music. That's right, folks, Bunyan continued. We've got all this and more. Stuff that'll really knock your socks off and... Hey, what happened to the piano? He turned to see the tent empty, no dogs in sight. What the fuck? Who dares steal from Mac Bunyan? Who dares? The barker continued ranting and raving, but Dave was hearing less and less of it as he sprinted in the opposite direction, towards freedom, towards the real world. As he ran, Dave used his extra finger to hold tightly to all three dogs in the same hand. Good doggies, he said, eventually slowing down after he felt a little more comfortable, knowing that Bunyan's bum knee meant he couldn't follow. Don't worry, he continued. We can get out of this carny business together. New beginnings are scary, but... Less scary when you've got pals. And pals don't force each other to play piano. Tails wagged. Retirement sounded great. The end. (laughs) (laughs) So that was All Barker, No Bite. 
Look, dachshunds really be shaking like that, though. They do, right? Yeah, yeah. I grew up with a dachshund. Hands oh down. God. I, I chose the right type of yeah, dog for absolutely. my audience. And it made me realize I did not specify what type of dog is in mine. <laughs> That's totally fine. I love a good mystery. Miscellaneous dog. Exactly. I'll, I'll have a picture painted in my brain nice. from, from the words. But but yeah, that was I, that was my story. Cool. <laughs> Super chill. It, it kind of reminds me of like... Um, Oh, what's that? It's an earlier Robert Pattinson movie, uh, Water for Elephants. I never saw Water for no, Elephants. No. I remember his mustache in it. I, I don't know if he runs away or not, but he's definitely like, well, Carney's uh, questionable morals. It definitely, I, I truly, I know nothing about Carney life. Me neither. I, I thought about it once. I actually got an offer like two years ago. I, I used to be on a parkour team <laughs> and I haven't done it in years. I'm out of shape now. Sure. Uh, but the guy was like, hey, bro, I got a job offer. Do you want to be a ninja? I was like, hell yeah. Awesome. Finally, I can get out of sushi. And then I was like, wait, I'm going to have to leave everyone I know. And it doesn't have health insurance. And you were going to just join a carnival? Yeah. That was the option? It was an option. Not a bad gig, I bet. Didn't take it. I, I watched their YouTube videos and was like, oh. Not quite your thing. <laughs> yeah, no benefits. No benefits for that one, I imagine. Yeah, still, you know, not great benefits, but, you know, better than a broken leg. There you go. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, but I, I think when when you chose the topic, puppies playing piano, well, like you, I was like, okay, that's a very cheerful, like, in my head, I'm thinking of a YouTube video. Mm. And, I, and my first idea was like, do something with like involving videos or like the internet that way and i was like i don't want to do an internet yeah. based thing dude nothing worse than a movie when they like have a computer or phone on screen or some shit it's like it i don't know some, it's I, so hard to do well yeah truly and and so the idea of like uh barking as like a carnival barker mm. once i thought of that i was like oh that sounds fun actually like i could i could enjoy writing about like a group of freaks you yeah. know and i i did that was my, my favorite part about writing it was like their little interactions. Cause I like the idea of him kind of going back through and saying goodbye to all of them. Mm -hmm. So he gets kind of a, yeah, all the characters felt very like Royal Tenem bombs there. I think there is definitely like a Wes Anderson mm -hmm. vibe to this. And like in my head, I definitely see like the colors, the symmetry, yeah. like, and, and I, I say that as somebody who's not the biggest Wes Anderson oh. fan. I do appreciate him as uh -huh. a creator and, Style-wise. I used to love him, but I hadn't even seen his newest movie. I don't know. I loved his newest one. Oh, really? I really loved his oh. newest one. I was a little bit surprised by that. Okay. I've never disliked his his stuff. Me neither. But it is a very specific type of... Actually, I take it back. I hate to say it. Darjeeling Limited? No. I hated that one. No. I don't like his claymations. <gasps> I know! It's, a, it's always a reaction. <laughs> yeah, I just... That's the hottest take I've ever heard on this podcast. Yeah, thank you. It's... I, sorry. Wow. <laughs> yeah, okay. I... I, I can't judge because I, I i get it but those are my favorite ones and does. i understand like i i get how it encapsulates the stillness he wants in his actors yeah. but and it, they're very creative they're great feats of art and i've made at least one claymation they're not easy to make no you know God, i can respect no. it's not that i don't respect them i just don't like them exactly and that's that's the thing that i kind of feel about wes anderson where it's like i will never not respect him mm. because i know the difficulty of what he does and the uniqueness of what he does too and so the idea of kind of playing with this story in in that kind of vibe was fun yeah. and uh, like th making making it seem like the you know that dave this like boring ass freak who just has an extra finger <laughs> like is just you know too has, normal for the, too normal yeah, for dude, the carny you're normal <laughs> once i once i thought of that i was like that's really funny i have to go with that yeah and i envisioned the if the story went further it'd be very much like well you can't be in this world and you can't be in that world where the hell is dave gonna be and now he's gotta feed these fucking he's got these dogs. puppies yeah <laughs> honestly I've, i have never 
thought about where I would go with this story past this, but it would make a great road trip movie. Oh, hell yeah. Damn. Yeah, I hope he eats one or of story. those story, Not even necessarily a movie, but just a story. Well, I mean, yeah, if it's a you road trip. You hope he eats one of those Yeah, dogs? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking like, um, gosh, like on the road, he's just got nothing else. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of meat on dachshunds. Well, if you're going to eat a dog, there's got to be better ones out well, there. Oh, come on. I'm sure it's like a spare rib, just one big one. Fair. Okay, fair. You can hold it from this side. That's not going to... Then it turns into just like a post-apocalyptic story, <laughs> like survival story. It's a <laughs> the road. <laughs> oh, the road. That's... Man, I hate a, a depressing ending. Where we're all going to get a depressing ending in real life. Come on. Mm-hmm. It's just like the, the computers in the movie. It's the, you're not giving me the escapism in my escapism, pal. <laughs> Sometimes escapism can be sad, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it works. Oh, for sure. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think <clears throat> this this was a, a story that, as I read through it again uh, today and made like a sentence or two edit or whatever, I was like... I think I like this, mm. but, and like I said earlier, like, I don't think I've, I had considered where I would go with this afterwards, but literally you just saying that was like, maybe I kind of want to write a little bit more of this, That's of funny. Dave's, Dave's adventures with the puppies. I just need to know what happened. Are, are the puppies okay? I need closure. They're, they're okay right now. They're not eaten yet. Well, they're dachshunds. One of them is bound to bite. Are they mean? Are they dicks? They're just little fellers. They're scared. Yeah. That's fair. That's why they're shaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, the, the thing that I was worried about uh, with this story was because uh, I kind of set it up that this carnival barker was going to be the main character. Mm. And then I just am like, no, it's this dude named Dave. Mm. And I kind of liked that switch, that transition, mm. and then made the barker kind of a shitty dude who just gets his dog stolen from him because he's abusive. Yeah, it's a fine way to set the scene, surely. And I've started going, uh, we met at a coffee shop. Indeed. I've started going out to write more sure. because I work from home a few days out of the week. And so it's it's for me getting harder to write at home now. Mm-hmm. And so I've found, at least for me personally, like going somewhere else to write is oh, yeah. so much better. Yeah. I mean, the fuel of art is experience. So, you know, can't, can't stay inside forever. No. And I. And yet you can. You unfortunately can. <laughs> and, and sometimes I find myself doing that. And so it's that's why it's it's been really good in that last month or so to like. Whenever I, I want to like get outside or go right, I'm like, I'm going to go to a coffee shop. There's a place. Have you heard of Switch Yards Mm-mm. in Atlanta? It's like a, a workspace that you have. Like you know, I think I've been getting ads on Instagram about them. You will probably get more now that we've now. mentioned it. Yeah. Switch Yards, Switch Yards. <laughs> I'm talking on my phone, by the way. Um, I, I, I will say that I have absolutely loved it. Yeah. And it, it does cost money. So I can't, you know, fully recommend it. It if must you be the same thing because it had a very eclectic vibe. Yes. Which is funny because you used to be able to get that for pay what you want at the goat farm. I've been there in years. So I, I don't, don't know if that's still I, a thing. I don't know if it is at the goat farm anymore, but it's been a while since I've been at the goat farm too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we say that like we're just assuming that <laughs> people listening know what the goat farm is in Atlanta. <laughs> uh, and they can look it up. That's fine. We don't have to explain it here. Um, but yeah, I, I uh, I've really enjoyed kind of giving myself the freedom to like go somewhere and mm-hmm. write, and have feel like I've I've gotten something done every time I go, and which builds momentum. And then I'm like I'm excited to go back next time tomorrow and and work on this thing again. Mm-hmm. And so this was this was a good kind of uh, challenge within that because you know it's it's a, a unique topic that I didn't really know what I was going to write about at first. And so it took a couple of trips to the, to the switch yards or the coffee shop, wherever I was going to, to work it out and kind of put it at a place where I actually enjoyed it and felt good about it. I could see you like walk up and you're like, oh, you're writing what you're writing about. Like, yeah, I'm writing about dogs about two days later. 
what would you write about? Uh, I'm writing about dogs. It's still dogs. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're writing about dogs? Yeah. <laughs> I like, are, are you like me where if, if you have an idea for something, I like to let it kind of like stew in my brain Absolutely. for a little while. Master procrastinator. There we go. Yeah. And then finally I'm like, after maybe a week or so of like it just bouncing around in my brain, I'm like it, ready to write it. If, get I, it out. if I can't get rid of it in my head, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Oh, yeah. And and I, it's, I don't always treat art like that. Like for me, when I make music, I have no standards. I have a few times gotten comments like, this is the worst song I've ever heard. And I love it. You know, what? Uh, really? Is it actually? Out, You're out making of, somebody feel out, something. Out of billions of people, I made the worst. Yeah. No, but. You've succeeded. Yeah. I mean, you just can't. Yeah, you can't give a shit. Yeah. yeah. I think, and I, I think I'm getting better at that. Yeah. I think I'm getting better at not giving a shit. Just so I can get something out. Well, I feel like it derives from intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. Are sure. you doing it for you or for someone else? I, I have made beats for people and people ask me all the time to be paid to make beats. But it's like sometimes they don't know they're coming to me for my style and what I do mm-hmm. when they think that, you know, they're asking for a tight beat or a cookie cutter or what they want. But that's just not what I do. Um, and yeah. So if you're making art for someone else, good luck. Yeah, I think. I mean, you said you said it best. Just make it for yourself. Mm. Enjoy it for yourself. Mm. Um, we didn't really mention it, but like uh, on your Instagram, you post your songs all the time. Like you performing them, singing them, yeah. playing guitar. It's great. Like I it's, gotta it's really put nice. them somewhere. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I realized I wasn't like utilizing the stories in the way um it used to be harder to link things in the stories yeah um but now it's just like well i mean you just pop it in there yeah i could just put one of my songs on a day and then sometimes it could be something different the thing that surprised me in the past few months is i started interviewing um insects plants and objects Whoa. that's big big fun my my partner she's a horticulturalist at the abg atlanta Ban- botanical garden Whoa. Uh, shout out jackie shout out to jackie she's really good with plants and just like a 15 by 15 space i'm gonna i have a tendency to exaggerate but <laughs> she uh i think it was like 38 species or something Whoa. Um, and a lot of those were fruit bearing and stuff like that um so me i i never got past the phase of like little boy catching lizards. I, sure. I, I just still do it, uh, you know, free from judgment here. Um, so I love looking at the critters in the garden and like looking at the difference of like the male and female carpenter bee or like, damn, I don't know what this is. Like the other day I thought I was looking at a baby hummingbird. It wasn't. It, I, what do you I get, get mixed up with a it. baby hummingbird. Well, here's the thing. It's called like a, a hawk moth or something. I, I, that, I don't know. It's or hummingbird moth mm-hmm. or, I don't recall what the right name was. Maybe the first one. I'm going to stop second guessing myself here. But it, um, its body and its movement is just like a hummingbird. It's smaller. But then it freaks you out because you look at your head and you're like, that's not a beak. Freaky. Yeah. It is actually pretty freaky. Love the critters. Fuck birds. Yeah. Well, you heard it here on this podcast. <laughs> actually, that, that uh, I need to give a shout out to a previous episode in which the topic was doves are the worst bird and I'm the only <laughs> one who knows it. Oh, that was just a topic that a buddy uh, Tay picked. So go back and listen to Tay's episode. It's so good. Um, but yeah, we don't like birds on this podcast. Oh. That's my other hot take. Shit, I gotta get these things out. I know <laughs> all the ones in your pockets. <laughs> all right, are we ready? Yeah, yeah. We for can your do. story, yeah. Ooh, I'm excited. I, I have no idea what to expect. This is gonna be very fun. Uh, do you have a title for yours? 
It's okay, it's, it's, <laughs> okay, it's okay so if you don't. I never expect that from You anybody. gave a spiel about your title, and I wanted to say it then, and I'm glad you asked, because I gave it a title so it wouldn't just be in my Google Docs as untitled. Sure, yes. So this is not the real title, but the title right now is Dog Days 420. <laughs> it's not the title it's just yeah, yeah. interim title dog days 420 <laughs> i had to put something in there i'm so down i love it uh take it away whenever you're ready right. reaching for some crickets my hand stung in pain hopefully the stitches are still intact rosaline's scent still lingers in our pet shop we used to love riding in the car through the Appalachian Mountains, the spring breeze, and pollen. Although detrimental to our immediate comfort, that plant sperm always covered the world in a feeling of growth and gold. Bright pink azaleas stung my eyes. In that moment, everything was beautiful. But in a blink, a fucking semi-truck took everything, launching my carefree love out the window, crushing her like a roach. When you survive such an event, the prospect that you have to return to your duties is often the last thing on your mind. A death sentence of its own, when the place of occupation was our love child. The result of a decade of tender love and care, hopes and dreams. It's hard to say if Rosaline smelled like wet dogs, or if the joyous fragrance these pups carry is a cliff note in the library of her many scents. It's likely something from the outside you might not understand or might even find gross. To me, it's as compelling as possible. It's almost all I have left of her. Our house was too much to handle alone. Getting home was always a drag. Naturally, I had to part from our museum of memories. The new owners were a happy couple from Maine who were trying to expand beyond a family of three. While cleaning it so they could move in, I found her old electronic keyboard. This vintage machine was the last big object of hers I had yet given away or thrown out, although it didn't have the soothing nature a real piano might offer. It utilized all of its power to create a convincing sound. Even though it was made in the 90s, the piece of junk could do voice recordings. Regretfully, I discovered this in the form of the message she made to her future self, uh, accompanied by the laughing of either a childhood friend who was male or an early boyfriend. No matter who they were to her, I'm sure they're feeling the loss as well. <laughs> Hold on! Hello, future Rosaline! I'm sure you're busy saving exotic animals and critters from all over the world. Well, when you're not swamped, send me a letter from the future. Hey, you can put it in our mailbox on March 17th, this coming Saturday at 3.33 a.m. I'll be waiting. Panicked, hearing this was the enchanting call of a siren wanting to sink me deep in the horrors of the past few months. Just as the harsh summer rain started pouring down outside, I instinctively picked up the piano and chucked it through the window of our studio upstairs. With a harsh crash, it leapt out the window, nearly taking on wings of its own angelic in nature, landing not just with a kaboon, but with a yelp, a yelp all too familiar. In a state of shock that I hurt something other than myself or an object, I rushed to the window and looked out. Strikingly, I witnessed her keyboard on top of furry little legs, struggling like the Wicked Witch of the West. I jumped down the stairs, skipping many steps, forced open the door, and rushed into the backyard. 
while freeing the dainty, tan, manic pooch from the device's tyranny, it whelped onto its feet, tail in between legs. The quick mongrel began to dash with a limp on its front left paw. Utilizing all of my might, I caught up to it and tried to pick it up. Although small, it let out a sharp growl and raised up onto its back legs and barked. During to stand against me, as if it were a cowboy at the draw, near midnight in this torrential downpour. Yet, it felt as if the spirit of Rosaline was there with me, reminding me to just take care of myself and those I encounter. To the tiny beast, I said, I don't know where you came from, you little bastard, but let's not stay out here in the rain. In a second attempt to pick up the dog, it backed away and growled again. Since I was already soaked, I took off my shirt and used it as a little net to capture this pathetic little creature brave enough to stand up to me. While pursuing this endeavor, it bit me. Bewildered as its teeth sank deep into my hand, I ensnared it, ensuring a safe passage out of the storm and into my decaying home, if you can even consider it mine anymore. In the kitchen, I plopped the soaked shirt covered in dog hair, with the mutt wrapped in it, wiggling and struggling every direction right onto our old wooden kitchen table. Seeing an engraving in it, R-E-V, initials, an immediate reaction of grief, I shouted out a thunderous, FUCK! So loud my veins popped, turning around quickly, I slipped knocking the rickety wooden chairs over, one of which hit the trash can, causing old bottles to clink. Now on my stomach, sprawled out diagonally across the cold red and white checkered tile floor, I clawed my way to the door, which was flapping in the wind. Each thrust forward, my hand stung and bled. Looking above, I was blinded by lightning landing likely only a mile away as I reached up to the haggard door handle, aged by eight plus years of use. As my drenched knees and crude corpse arose, I saw it. Face first in the mud, drowning in the sweet summer storm, the vessel that holds potentially the last recording of her voice. Shirtless, with exhaustively hydrated pants and shoes, I sprinted through growling puddles, constantly fluctuating while simultaneously experiencing dripping, dizzying peril. I snatched the keyboard and raced back to the sanctity of the kitchen, setting the delicate instrument on the table as well. I quickly flipped the switch and watched as the cracked LED screen flickered on than off. My heart broke as it felt too late. Giving up, I picked up one of the chairs and sat with my hands covering my eyes and sobbed. Caught up in the drama, while I was petrified, the dog leapt into my lap, wagging its tail. Before I could react, it shook the water off onto me as if I couldn't get any more wet. A deep breath in. Hold. With tears colonizing my face, I laughed proudly. <laughs> that smell! It was her. Hold on, pooch. I declared as the dog vigorously bounced off my lap and onto Rosaline's old dance floor, with scraping claws almost like a tap dancer performing a bit routinely practiced for years. As if an old man, I rose and ran my hands over the keyboard's yin-yang-ass keys. What doors could they open other than sorrow? I had to hear her voice, or else. 
In an attempt to revive her ghastly object, I opened the counter drawers that hold of our miscellaneous shit, from ancient farmer's almanacs, cherry-flavored lozenges for cottonmouth after gnarly bong grips, to hopefully some D batteries. Like a coal miner, I dug to the depths, but it was fruitless. Determined to resurrect my baby, I grabbed my keys and hurried to the car. As the front door and I made contact, the thought occurred. But what about the dog? I whistled, but no response. How do you call a dog with no name? Meandering back to the kitchen, there it was peacefully asleep on top of the dead piano, tail covering her initials on the table. My keys, ring and all, fell to the ground at the sight of this young Beethoven, kicking its legs while wandering the halls of its mind adrift in sleep. A sound so loud it summoned the pooch's consciousness back into its earthly being. Rosaline, however, will never come back. But here this dog was. After all we had been through, already wagging its tail, gazing at me wonderfully, ready to play. Hell yeah. Thanks. Wow, Mad Dog 420. Whatever. What was the working title? It wasn't even really a title, it was just so it didn't get lost. <laughs> right. I got a lot of stuff in there. It was just Dog Days 420. Dog it's a pretty Days dumb title. <laughs> it's so funny because like when you said that title, obviously like it's a it's a filler title. Yeah. But the story does not match that even a little bit. It's <laughs> no, very no, no, funny. No. <laughs> That's a great story, dude. I Thanks. really enjoyed that. Thank you for writing that for sharing Thanks it for me. on the podcast. Tell me about kind of the process you had with it. Because you mentioned you wrote it almost immediately. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't think about these things too much. I don't make like a, a draft or an outline or anything. It's just like, okay, um, I start with some words and mm -hmm. just like, there's um, a little old quote, you know, the poem writes the poem. Um, you know, it's like the, you can't separate the dancer and the dance. It's just, as I get words coming, I see what the next words are and we see where we end up. Yeah. That's that's, that's how I've written many stories because I'm bad at preparing <laughs> and bad at outlining. Uh, I think sometimes people prepare to procrastinate. Yes. And I am a procrastinator. So you're already so helping I, yourself so just, out. Yeah, I just don't do that. Um, and I don't do it with songs. I do do it with acting. I'm okay. very meticulous in the effort I'm putting in right now. I got... 12 scenes and just a bunch of pages. Yeah. Um, you know, you have to. Yeah, you don't have a choice. You have no. to be prepared when acting. I'm not going to sure. show up to this guy's set. And That's not just unprofessional. Yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I totally understand that. With writing, it's like you you absolutely can over-prepare. Yeah. And then it's scared to like get started. And yeah. so it does help sometimes to just kind of like word vomit out there. That's like what a few guests have mentioned in the past. And I'm getting better at that yeah. where I'm like, Sometimes I get too much in my head and I kind of edit as I write and it just takes forever. The the utility of preparing before when you're writing, I can imagine, is so that you can tie the story back into itself yes. and you can create that lived in world. But honestly, if you it's just like acting, you gotta know the who, what, where, when, and why. And once you have that, I mean, you're not gonna forget your lines, you're not gonna forget what the story's about. You have a very clear image and you just you know, execute it. Definitely. And for, I, I, I think for a, a story like this, like a flash fiction story where it's so short, mm -hmm. that's all you need. Yeah. Really. Like you can prepare a little bit, but like I, I can't outline that well for a thousand word 
story. You know, it's yeah. it's like I, I can have an idea. I mean, you could have ten bulletins or so. I mean, whatever. But it, it is harder with with this because because I, I always just try to like keep in mind it's like I don't want to go too over my kind of word count guideline. It's not it definitely a, went like three hundred words. Oh, over. I always do. I every bad. time I do. It's just a it's just a thing for me to keep in my head about mm. like okay, I know where I'm at now. This is kind of what we're thinking. But yeah, I, I'll never be mad about somebody for writing a lot. Like I yeah, think it's it exciting. Definitely fun. Yeah. Definitely fun. Do you so do you get to like write fiction often or is like wh- where does where does your, your experience come with that? Well here's a funny thing. Um you know in our prep for this, you mentioned talking about the media we've indulged recently, and I'm just going to use that as a little bit of a segue. Yeah, right. please. Um, one of my childhood best friends' name is William Cameron Edge, and he has his first novel out. Congrats. Much like you. And Is Kill Collins your first novel? It is, yeah. Okay, cool. So his is our um, coming-of-age psychedelic misadventures hidden as fiction. So you don't know which in it is real, what's okay. not. The characters aren't a specific person, but there is some real life grabs uh, sure. in it. And um, like one of my favorites is our marijuana plug in high school. He'd always be like three <laughs> hours late and dude, get this. It would come and is like his calculus homework and he'd meet us in the bathroom of the grocery store. Um, very like, where'd he learn to do this? It, it must've been like TLC or something. I don't know. Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah. Bro watched a lifetime <laughs> movie and was like, well, I can be a plug now. Um, but no, you know, um, there was a lot of that kind of energy in mm-hmm. it. And um, he pushes me to write. Awesome. Um, I, cool. I write lyrics. I like rhyming. I remember long ago, um, a, a billion X's ago, you know, she told me I rhyme too much, but I don't really give a shit. I, uh, I, I, I do like other li- literary modalities. Like I'm really into alliteration. Yeah. Uh, my favorite thing to do is to try to make as long of a sentence out of words that start with i am like i'm imagining impossible implings implying implosive immigrants i don't know sure um but like yeah um you give yourself challenges yeah i'm just playful yeah i'm just having fun um and you know i never thought i was a good writer and um he he tells me i i to do it more and i'm like yeah okay i mean i like doing this it's fun yeah i'm not trying to take it stiff or anything you know everyone there's write. room for writers yeah, yeah the yeah, goal yeah. of this podcast is i yeah. want people to write yeah yeah it's yeah, fun yeah. no i mean i'd rather <laughs> connect over art than not you of know, course not, definitely the only world i'm like that in is acting dude it, if i don't even want to go there but just like because <laughs> i mean it's hard i over 10 years for that i i did thousands of auditions and i've only had four paid gigs and that's good compared to like many actors yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean in that time i saw plenty of people saying they were doing it fall off and not do it anymore totally that they couldn't pick it up now but yeah um so yeah i just uh it's fun to do and another kind of it's like writing but not really yeah in your phone on the keyboard i don't know if you have apple or android or i'm an iphone guy does it have the suggested word it can i right. don't use it for like a decade i've always loved <laughs> just um, making something i'm a you where my writing lies are in like <laughs> video game chat logs and youtube comment sections oh my god <laughs> um so i got some heinous paragraphs that don't make any sense and i, I love it because you're reading it and you'll, you'll you'll read it and try to make sense of it but then all the comments are always like oh this, this guy's on drugs and what maybe but i think i'm pretty level-headed but it's just like i love a paragraph that doesn't make sense there's nothing better that's fascinating. So your canvas 
is a YouTube comment section. Oh, my novel is in RuneScapes um, <laughs> chat logs. <laughs> Where you're just like freaking people out with just nonsense Absolutely, paragraphs. yeah. Uh, my, uh, my alt account on that game, because that's really more of a social game than a time killer game than anything, mm-hmm. um, is literally called Vague Rant. Like a vagrant, vague rant. And he just... <laughs> It's literally like scripting, honestly. It's like bit, echolalia yeah. or something. I don't You're know. You're like it's uh, it's like Chat GPT, but just you. Yeah, pressing yeah. the same and, button. And, 10 and times. I've definitely been accused of using it, and I, I do like the tool of Chat GPT. Like you know, there, that's a big conversation. Yeah, is it disfranchising writers or not? I say no, um, but that's a hot take, probably. It's a hot take, and I I don't know if I know enough to like speak on it properly. Would I just you, know that I understand. Would the you get mad story. at a mathematician for using a calculator? Honestly, like I said, fuck birds earlier. Fuck math. Okay? <laughs> oh! We don't talk about math on this podcast. If I want to draw a hard line anywhere, no math. <laughs> oh shit! Time to get into the Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> no, <God damn. laughs> my nemesis. My, apartment. <laughs> my nemesis Pythagoras. Uh, uh. <laughs> no, we we uh, we will not talk about math on this podcast. Hell yeah! Um, I I did. I meant to ask you. Before before we read, because this is something that I want to ask every guest, and I think it's important to ask every guest, is like when you think of a story that you like, that you connect with, what is that thing that you – what's the thing that makes a story great for you personally? It used to be edgy and emotion. It's not that anymore. Sure. Um, a unique idea. And when I say that, it's not like like how we talked about being weird earlier. It's mm-hmm. not the – the attention-based behavior being weird. It's the, this is a novel thing, and throughout all of the entirety of human history and evolution, no one has done this. And so you never see that. So when you see it, it kicks your ass. You know when you see it. Yeah. And you're like, damn, that's good. Yeah. Yes. I just want to hear something I haven't heard before. And, you know, that's why we rely on cliches when making scripts or films, um, because it's, I mean... Sure, someone might say uh, 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 colonialism, but you know, there's uh, art is borrowed, and that's a reason we have uh, you know Spanish architecture in Atlanta. Um, it's like it, language is borrowed. Everything is remixed. Nothing I have was not mine. Yeah, or yeah, yeah we know. What I'm trying to say. I yes, say I, I know what you mean. Like it, it there, it's hard to have an original idea because yeah. everything's kind of been done, and so it's you're taking ideas that other people have maybe played around with and making them your own that's mm-hmm. like the the sweet spot i think and yet it in, also ends up in what we're facing in cinema the age of remakes i yes. mean i think we all know it's on life support and not doing well but i say that as somebody who just loves theaters and i want more out of them yeah uh, yeah i live right next to the big theater up on i-85 uh the regal cinema right there Regal hollywood yeah yeah it's yeah, really big yeah 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 I love skateboarding in that parking lot. I just walk over and skate. It's such an empty parking lot all the time. Too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I don't know why they didn't operate during COVID. They have big ass white walls. They just need some speakers and a projector. Yep. Literally. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, I love going into that place literally just to play video games with my quarters. Because the entrance, it's like a big like mausoleum or something. It's a, it's a big throne room. I, I love that aspect about it because like. Nothing sacred to Americans. Nothing at all. Um, yeah. So it, it's funny how it has like a feigned reverence to it. It does. Um, I, I love that theater. <laughs> I've, I used to uh, go there quite often, but 
now that I'm in West Midtown, I'm a Atlantic Station guy, oh, unfortunately. Gotcha. It's just the closest thing. Atlantic I'm a, I'm a, Station, really? I'm a Regal Unlimited. All right, so. I told you I used to live down the road here. Um, when they made that adult, quote unquote, Power Rangers film, I went at like one in the morning yeah. or 12 or something. It was just me and this guy in the hood in the theater. And I'm watching, I'm vibing. I definitely had an edible before it. Of course. And bro just starts scooting closer and closer. And That's closer. my absolute nightmare. Yep, yep. And he gets up to me and he's like, hey, bud, you want to try some ecstasy? And he like has like three uh, Flintstone vitamin ass looking pebbles in his hand. <laughs> And I just look in the eye and I'm like, bro, I'm watching a movie about my childhood, essentially. Fuck off. He left. I think, I don't know. But yeah, he just left. And I, in my mind, like, did he buy a ticket to try to sell me Molly but fail? You gotta. Yeah, spend, I mean, he must have just walked. You gotta in spend there. money to make money, dude. <laughs> <I'll bet. laughs> Obviously. Uh, I, did, I did also see the Power Rangers movie in theaters. Uh, it wasn't as bad as uh, I thought it was. I, I thought it would be. I, I saw the auditions online. I was pissed, but oh. whatever. Fair, fair. I didn't see it from that angle. So we mentioned earlier, like, story spotlights. I think this is a, a good section. Actually, before we get to story spotlights, mm. I have something I want to throw at, throw at you. Uh, try to catch it. Give me a topic off the top of your head. Well, my one of my clients I've worked with a lot, while his filler word lately has been banana. Banana. Yeah, so just go for it. Just banana. Yeah, banana. All right. I'm going to add that to the spreadsheet All right, with your name. Oh, I want to. Oh, wait, that's horrible because I actually had. Oh, sorry to cut you off. But when I moved from Savannah to Atlanta, I had a dog named Banana and I left it there. But no, he has a great owner now named Joe and Joe's a wonderful musician. Good for Joe. Yeah. Also the Savannah Bananas, right? Those are, there's a baseball team down there, right? Is it? I think so. Oh, I was useless during that time. Fair. You know, fair. I couldn't tell you anything about it. Banana. That's the one. Do you have a second one that you'd like to add? Just, just if you can think of one or not think of one. Yeah. Um, all right, here's a word. It's the craziest word in the English language. Are you ready? Yes, give it to me. It just sounds like utter bullshit. Okay. It's one word. Okay. Scuba goggle. Scuba goggle. Scuba goggle. Spelled like it sounds? Yeah. Scuba goggle. Like my scuba goggles. I'm going scuba diving. I hope somebody picks scuba oh, goggle. Oh, you got a diving hat on. <laughs> I do, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even realize. I won this in trivia recently. Oh, I won something in trivia. Yeah. Uh, for getting last place at uh, Georgia Science. Damn, dude. Yeah. The first place last didn't even place. get an edible prize. Ours was freaking peeps. It was 10 out of 10. We munched on that. Yeah. I mean, it's. I guess you do got to like go for last place. No, I was so confident we had first. It's hilarious how much I don't know, but I think I do. I love trivia. There's a lot of good pl uh, trivia places here. Where'd you play it at? This was actually up in North Carolina. <laughs> I'm from North Carolina. This was uh, in, uh, where was it? We were in Highlands. Oh, Highlands. That's on your, well, it's literally on your head. Or Cashers, I think maybe. You're kidding me. Yeah. My mom just moved to Cashers only to have like an episode and leave. Jeez. Cat, I, I, I named Cashers in my latest song. Whoa. Yeah. That's fascinating. Like, yeah. That's I've been funny. there a couple times. Just, just really? Tell me about cabin, it. Just for cabbage I, I never visited her. We don't have a great, we're working on you, you know, whatever. It was <laughs> a, a guy's trip. We just rented an Airbnb cabin. At Cashers. In Cashers. There, I hear there's some good waterfalls around there. Right? Yes, there are. We've oh, been yeah. to a couple. Um, I'm not a big outdoorsy person, really? but these are like my childhood friends. And so it's nice to like have a weekend up in the mountains with them. Oh, gosh. And so we've been to Highlands a few times and Cashers is like right next door. That's that's a small world. I'm right telling there. you, dude, it's yeah. a small world. Not even just Atlanta. Yeah, she was like gearing up to. Um, she had finally been doing well. She goes in and out of rehabs. You know, I love her deeply, and she is. You know, my sister is an artist because her mom's an artist. Sure. the The only consequence of being a, an artist is it makes you crazy, and um, you know, yes, you know, crazy in a loving way. Um, but 
nonetheless. So yeah, she had gotten like a a job working for this furniture company and had started doing really well for them. So well, they were like, you got to manage our cashier store. Hell yeah. But then she had a manic episode and tried to kill herself. And, you know, people are very kind and work with you in the way that they can. But at some point, you can't always do everything for everyone. True. Yeah. That is true. Uh, I hope she's doing okay. That's. Well, I mean, it's just uh, factual, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's a work in progress. You know, she's not out of my heart. Like, you can be angry at someone, but don't leave them out of your heart. That's very true. I, that's that's wisdom, for sure. My my dad passed away, uh, like very like before, right before the pandemic oh. hit, and so it was like a, a long battle with cancer. So it wasn't like a surprise or anything. She survived cancer. There you go. And she's a tough lady. Yeah, no doubt. That yeah. gives me chills. I know what that. Ugh. So I, yeah, and I had a. a, a not a strained relationship, but not a very close relationship mm-hmm. with him too. And so I, I understand that feeling of like yeah. loving somebody, but not necessarily, not necessarily agreeing with everything. Yeah. And then, you know, that's a consequence of trying to raise someone. I think yeah. like you're going to, it's like you're trying to make them in your image of what you think that that should or shouldn't be. And just consequently, I mean, we all got to find our own way. And, you know, I think she's striving for the nuclear family when that's not even a cultural phenomenon, hardly. Anymore. Yeah. I it's mean, overrated. I, I want a family now. I didn't want one, but working with these kids now, I, I'm like, damn. It's I understand the integral nature of it. Yeah. Um, but I refuse to do it until I'm ready. Uh, but whatever that means, no one knows what that means. Uh, you're speaking to the right person. Me and Brittany are on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> we we are not we are not kids people necessarily. I like gotcha. kids, but we we do not want them and. Uh, I'm selfish. I'll say well, it. Well, I mean, it's okay to be selfish. And it's, I mean, it's also, I, I think it, it, it takes a great deal of effort to be selfish. I don't know. Um, you can't live life alone always. Um, the world takes everything from you. So sometimes you got to hold a little something for yourself. I like that. Transitioning from <laughs> the, the world takes everything from you. <laughs> um, I do. I am very excited to hear kind of your story spotlights, like things that you, or something that you are, excited about to share with with listeners that you've consumed recently i I did kind of drop it quotidian drag just like i'm very proud of that i've never had a book dedicated to me or a book that like oh it was dedicated to my personal mistakes helped create hell yeah Yeah, and they're not mistakes they're adventures so it's called give me the full title again quotidian drag quotidian drag william cameron edge and i think it's with olympia publishing Cool. Congrats. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to him. I'll, I'll post the link in the in the show notes. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's it's reminiscent of uh, like 1950s beatnik literature. Really. Oh, sure. I mean, he he loved like William S. Burroughs Naked Lunch or like as we mentioned on the road or you know yada yada. That does paint an interesting picture of that of that book already. I'm I'm curious. Mm. Um, very much like growing up in the the nice uh, fancy South, but like how uh, strict and suffocating that can be. Um, but outside of that, I don't know. I don't know if I've indulged in any spectacular media as of late. Like sure. I've been playing a lot of Baldur's Gate. I'm a huge gamer. Oh man, I am um, so mad that I. Well, this cat's putting his head in the back. Bro, don't, don't. Gus it's loves not worth bags. it. I apologize. <laughs> Oh, he's fine. Uh, Doesn't really work for audio. Goodness. Um, I have been wanting to play Baldur's Gate for a long time yeah. because I remember when it came out in early ac- access. I just have no hardware to play it on, and uh, I'm so sad about it. 
because it looks awesome and I love D&D and it's yeah. like a great representation of, yeah. of that rule set. I'm, I'm, I played it more than 24 hours straight, so I'm, I'm a little beat on it. Yeah. <laughs> that is okay. quite, quite the session. Yeah. No, I'm a, I'm a sweaty gamer. I'm a casual. I'm a filthy casual, but I am a sweaty gamer. You do. It, it, the perspiration happens. <laughs> you're, I, you're about to be like, yeah, you definitely smell, bro. I'm sweating right now, too. I did also turn the AC off because- you know, audio quality. We're yeah. in the studio right oh, now. Oh man, one of my first short films I ever tried to make, I got to film at this diner for free and it was awesome. I made these robot costumes and shit. Cool. Um, the, the, the robots ate pancakes and I was hiding behind a booth, had like flint and steel, make them a spark, whatever. Amazing. But that's where I learned that lesson the hard way because they were operating while we were filming. I, what restaurant does that? I don't know. Very nice, but man, those refrigerators are loud as hell. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You gotta, It's it's one of those things when you, if you don't like ever experience a set, you don't really think about it, mm. but they're so loud. <laughs> I don't know. I love that I got into music production, like playing with sound at all. It's just so cool. It is. Yeah. Mm. I, I say that as, as somebody who never thought I would enjoy editing audio because mm. I do hate the sound of my own voice, but I've, I've enjoyed it. And I've enjoyed the skills that I've learned from doing it. Is it uh, what's your reaction to that stimulus? Is it nails on a chalkboard kind of thing? Is it like you get into self-deprecation? What is that? Definitely self-deprecation. Oh, I have that's so easy a lot of that. Oh, yeah, come on. Uh, it's I'm I've gotten better at it for mm -hmm. sure. Um, we all got to self-deprecate at some time. Don't be too nice to yourself. Come on now. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. I'm not too nice to myself. Better not be. No, I, I, would, I would never be. Nope. <laughs> Therapy has helped. No, sure. uh, dope. Therapy has, cool. has definitely helped, and um, and you know, I think I think just repetition is good, and yeah. and I've edited lots of clips of my voice at this point, so yeah. I just have to accept exposure it. therapy is great. That's why I have two cats. I'm allergic to them. We didn't even talk about this. You have two cats. I have two cats. Mm -hmm. What are your cat's name again? Gus and Cosmo. All right. I. What are your cat's names? Well, there's a story. Okay. The first cat was Luna, and so the second cat was tuna but luna <laughs> got eaten by coyotes oh, I, I named luna, luna after an online friend who committed suicide to honor her uh and then she just during the lockdown Atlanta <sighs> got so damn quiet those coyotes they don't uh, a house cat has no concept of a pack hunter not even close she did not stand a chance um but so now it's tuna and gummy tuna and gummy yeah shout out to gummy um i was like super depressed and sad from the death of my first cat sure <laughs> and so i was scrolling humane society and for days weeks even uh and I was like, oh, I'm not going to get anything. I'm just browsing. Like, it's just fun and healing to look at these cute little guys. Yeah. But then I saw this picture and it was a smug motherfucking looking cat. I was like, who the fuck is that? And Gotta have that one. Bought her online. Hell yeah. <laughs> Ended up some crazy cat lady's house. And I was like, this is my cat. Brought her home. It felt fitting. Yeah, she's cool. Uh, yeah, my cats would die immediately if they ever stepped outside. Yeah. A, a one foot outside. They'd be uh, ours get to at least chill in Jackie's garden space. And mm. she has all the plants, so they got, like, cool stuff. Look at critters. The only problem is if you leave un them unattended, like, they will get the butterflies. Oh, we don't want that. No. We no. like the butterflies here. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Butterflies are pretty cool. Uh, after we stop recording, I'm gonna you're going to show me pictures of your cats. Okay, I, I just got to see them. You've, you've met Gus. You may or may not see Cosmo at some point. We'll, well get some I think Cosmo out. actually rubbed against my leg at some point. It wasn't that cat. Yeah, then it was, then it was, was Cosmo. <laughs> yeah, he's, sometimes he'll, he'll pop in and just say hello. Unless you have a third. You know, it's possible. My uh, my close friend, Jay, he's a film editor out here. He's my only hometown friend out here. Um, 
His cat was named uh, Jasmine, but then I picked him and was like, Jay, your cat's got some testes. And it's fine if you have a cat named Jasmine with some testes, but, you know, it's Jacoby now. There we go. Uh, hilarious that you brought that up because we thought Gus was a girl when we first got. They're they're hard to... You can't tell, yeah. but, but we had already named her Gus because Gus That's was a, a, name. a cool name either way. Yeah. And then we were like, oh, those are balls. Gus still works. That's Ballin. fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. Exactly. Yeah, cats are great. I, yeah. I love cats. I didn't think I would be a cat guy. I know we're probably a short in time here, but they're definitely way more emotionally intelligent than I thought. Um, yeah. you know, I grew up in a doghouse. I had a cat, but it was an outdoor cat. And it even like uh, showed me suffering. It, it brought a, a cute little baby rabbit all bloodied right to my feet. And I was like, oh, okay. As a gift to you. Gift? They also claim that's like a flex. It's like, hey, I'm a better hunter than you. Alpha. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I got alpha flex mega chatted on. By, by an outdoors cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, named Crookshanks of all. Okay, that's a cool name. Yeah, Crookshanks is cool. Harry Potter. My sister read Harry Potter nonstop. She'd read it all summer. Understandable. I was not allowed to read it as a kid. Oh. Wow, you I've, really I've did talked grow about up it. in quite the Christian environment. Yeah, my dad, my dad was a Baptist preacher. Oh, I, you know, when I was at that boarding school I had mentioned earlier, I actually, um, among my many fights, I, I got kicked out. Sure. Um, right as I'm punching my roommate in the face and he's falling to the floor, the head of the, the dorm comes in and he's like, all right, boys, I'll give you two choices. You go to church with me in the morning or I go get my higher up. So obviously we chose church, but it was like a backwoods Southern Baptist church. We Ugh. were there for eight hours. Everybody had a tissue box. There were exorcisms, people like snake handling. I don't know what the fuck was going on there. Baptists are- We never uh, fought again. Special breed. Yeah, no. They, we never they, fought again. They scared that out of you for <laughs> yeah. sure. Uh, they knew what they were doing there. Yeah. Um, that's incredible and also very, very scary. Yeah. I, I was like a, a hard- uh, uh, critic of the church and Christ denier for a long time, but at least at some point had to like mature a little and like, okay, well, you know, I might not agree with it, but literally my name's Bishop. Like you owe history to everyone's choices, no matter what they were. True. Um, I would not exist otherwise, but it's funny. I was like, I'm uh, one of my, I have a new client. I'm in this Catholic church. I don't know how much I can say because it's private health information. But <laughs> I, ho we don't I hope I can say that. We don't want to break HIPAA. <laughs> but um, the preschool class is covered in, like space charts and i can only think of Gian uh, giordano bruno uh, realizing that stars are suns and i'm like oh my god Bruh, he's tapping his foot right now yeah <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. okay all right i'm i'm super excited to check out that book uh, by your friend uh, the quotidian quotidian drag quotidian drag um i'm gonna recommend a, a comic that i'm currently reading uh, about halfway through called bog bodies um, and it is awesome so far. It's uh, written by Declan Shalvey uh, with art by Gavin Fullerton. Um, and it is kind of, it's an Irish crime story yeah. almost. They're uh, well-preserved bodies. I, I'm assuming. I haven't quite gotten to, to that part yet, mm. I guess. But uh, the writer is, is Irish. Uh, Declan Shalvey is an incredible artist as well. Mm. I've read, uh, he, he was the artist on Injection, which is a good image comic um, if you haven't checked it out. But uh the writing is really impressive and really cool. It, it feels very Irish and cool. very like genuine. Dude, I've been eating the shit out of Finnegan's Wake recently. Nice. I don't know if that's like too cliche or not, but I mean, uh, so my dad was adopted. My grandmother actually got taken advantage of by a guy going out to Vietnam. I don't know if he's alive or not. Wow. Um, so we he did the genetics test or whatever, and uh, we actually ended up going to the town in Ireland he was most from. Everybody looked like him. It was crazy. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Crazy, That's crazy. nuts. Um, 
that's crazy. I want I want to go to Ireland so badly. Um, and, and I think part of what what I really love about this comic and and what I can connect to is is that dialogue reminds me a lot of Martin McDonough, hmm. who write, wrote and directed In Bruges, um, the Banshees of Inishirin, uh, like movie director. I got stuff to look up. It sounds like plenty. Um, cool. He is just a really great writer, and so it reminds me of probably my favorite movie of all time called In Bruges, um, where it's about two Irish hitmen. Cool. Um, and something about the dialogue and, and the way that it kind of bounces and the way that it feels uh, very genuinely Irish, mm. like from somebody from the area, uh, that's awesome. And so yeah. that part I, I love already, and I already know that it's going to get darker and maybe gross or weird towards the end. And I don't know how yet. Which, uh, do you know which like Neanderthal it was? We, well, we found a few in bogs, but I think, was it like Utsi or something? I, I do not know. No, no. <laughs> yeah, bogs are wild. I mean, there's a lot of history lost in them. They're, They're scary. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Probably haunted as hell. Yeah. Well, I think the best way to end this episode is by talking about where people can find you. Where where can people find your Oh, the, dude, music? that's easy. Yeah. All, stuff? All right, so you're going to go to a crossroads around 3.30 in the morning and set the biggest fire you can. I will show up. He will be there. Bishop will, be will there. show up. Um, You know what? Uh, I don't know. I'm not trying to get like Insta followers. For me, that's more like personal connects. Sure. Uh, you could look up my SoundCloud. I mean, yeah. uh, it's on other music platforms, but I mean, I put my heart and soul to it. Not saying it's good. It's just like, that's my journal. Yeah. Um, it's a music journal. So it's everything is connected. That's not all one word. It's everything is connected. Um, it'll have too many songs on it. And I, I hope you don't click the first one you see. I hope you just kind of close your eyes, scroll through and you know maybe it'll be good maybe it'll be bad we'll just have fun with it so if for whatever reason you did want to find me uh, i guess another way you could find me my the only movie i have out is really problematic actually oh yeah 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 it's um a local uh horror film company and the movie is called bring me a dream it's everything you don't want it to be okay um i promise you that and it was actually uh, at the premiere, the first time my parents were in the same room since their divorce. Whoa. And uh, it was hefty. It was hefty. I'll tell you what, they had to watch me in two sex scenes. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, right. it was like one and a half. It was a BDS scene, BDSM scene where I whip her to death. And then the the other one, um, there it's like everyone's nightmares. Okay. And um, so it's this guy's nightmare that his girlfriend is racist and cheating on him. Uh, um, so she calls him the N word and it's just got some like tones in it. That's like, man, this guy didn't have anywhere else to put these sentiments. Did he? As somebody who loves horror, I, I know it, it but happens sometimes, it, but it's, it's unfortunate. Like I'm yeah. proud of my work and I, you know, I chose that sure. I, whatever, um, better or worse. But, um, it's it's surreal how this genre of movies like The Room or are you familiar with Neil Breen? Yeah, dude, oh, I, fu- yeah. I vibe with some Neil Breen. <laughs> I, I can see that. I, I think <laughs> this is surprising. My <laughs> next movie is that kind. Okay, but that first movie was not. It was fair, bad, bad. Yeah. There, there's, sometimes there's just bad, bad out there. Yeah, but you did it and you got experience. You got mm-hmm. paid. Yeah, that's nice too. Uh, if if somebody wanted to go find that, is that is it? Oh, it's out. You can find it on YouTube even. You'll have to buy it. Cool. Um, the second movie is cooler, though. Um, unfortunately, the lead actor died in the past few months. Oh, wow. Um, but Lord. the second movie is called Invite the Devil In. And it's about this esoteric musician. And it's funny, bro, we joked about Pythagoras earlier because mm-hmm. I literally like 
insult this guy at his open mic night. He was like, good job, Pythagoras. Um, <laughs> and um, it, it's about this guy who gets this haunted dolomer. Okay. And the more he plays it, the more people that get hurt. And I'm like, in every movie I die, and I better damn well die in the next. You gotta, you just gotta improv something. Yeah, <laughs> in a day of. Yeah, I'd just, just go see that one when it's out. But cool. for now, find me and bring me a dream, and we'll go from there. Awesome. Well, I, I, I am super excited to find out more about your new role. Of course, uh, is there anything you can say about it now, or is it? I did sign an NDA, okay. but what I will say is, you can watch the first one for free. It's a sequel, and I liked it so much, I found the guy. Oh. Um, and now I'm the main villain in his next one. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. you just got to find these things. You know, I'm looking for people who are passionate. That's all I really care about. Yes. Um, you know, I need someone that's going to not just have a dream, but follow through with their vision. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, look up if you're looking for something to kind of laugh to. It's an action comedy called Young Agents. Young Agents. Yeah, I think Spy Kids, but low budget. Oh my God, I love Spy Kids. I'm already in. <laughs> I'm in. But now in the sequel, there are adults. Okay, great. I cannot wait to check that out. Um, and, and like like Bishop said, everything is connected. If you want to check out his SoundCloud, his music stuff. Um, and I know SoundCloud's dead, but that's why we're on there, baby. Yeah. Hey, it's not dead if you're there. <laughs> there we go. Um, any any final thoughts? Any any last things you want to say to solve the puzzle of what makes a story great? <laughs> Don't give them what they want. Don't give them what Don't. they want. <laughs> no, just kidding. Tease like, them. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I'm. I've never written a great story, so I couldn't tell you. I, you know, I've had a thousand bad auditions in my hands, and I know a good script when I see one. Yeah. At this point, it doesn't have to be good. I just want to do something with my life. There you go. Um, I, so I, just be open. I yeah, guess. I think that's it. Let's end, let's end on that. Be open. I'm in. A, I'm in a phase of saying yes to a bunch of stuff right now yeah. too in my life or trying to. So let's end on that. Say yes to stuff. Yeah. Stay toasty out there, guys. <laughs>